0: You are listening to Rabbi Arya Woolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Living Jewishly Podcast. All right, my dear friends and listeners, welcome back to the Living Jewishly Podcast. This week, we're going to learn Simmon 17, chapter number 17 in the abridged Shulchan Aruch, in the Kitzvot Shulchan Aruch, the laws of the Shema. The Torah commands us to recite the Shema, twice daily, morning and evening, as it states in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, in the time that you lie down, which is the evening, and the time that you rise up, which is the morning. The Shema consists of three scriptural paragraphs. It is the mission statement of the Jewish people. Ve'ahavta, the first paragraph, accepting God upon ourselves. Ve'hayahim shamoa, the second paragraph, accepting the mitzvahs upon ourselves. And Vayomer, the third paragraph, which is remembering Egypt, remembering our exodus from Egypt. Halacha number three. The proper time to begin reciting the morning Shema is like tefillin, which is from when it's light enough that one can recognize a person they're somewhat acquainted with by the light of the dawning day. The proper time for Shema ends by one-fourth of the day. This applies the same for long summer days and short winter days and these are divided by something which is called sha'ot zmaniyot or sha'os zmanios which is a variable hours what what are variable hours you take from dawn daybreak alossa shachar all the way till tsesakochavim nightfall or when three stars are visible in the sky and you divide those hours into 12 parts so imagine now, if we take today's day, imagine it's 6 o'clock in the morning is sunrise, imagine, and at 8 o'clock at night is when the stars are out. So you, that's not 12 hours. It's not a 60-minute hour, but it's going to be more like a 70-minute hour if you divide it up to 12. And that's how long each hour is going to be. So you don't take an hour as a 60-minute hour, but rather as a sha'ot's maniyot, a variable hour. The ultimate time, the opportune time to recite the Shema is just prior to sunrise so that one can conclude the blessing of the Shema with sunrise and begin the Amidah at sunrise exactly. The reward is great for one who does Shema this way. One should be extremely cautious not to delay the Shema past one quarter of the day. If one is delayed past a quarter of the day, they can ultimately recite the Shema till a third of the day, but not with its accompanying blessings. One can recite the Shema sitting or standing. One should not recite the Shema while lying down. But, halacha number seven, if one was already lying in bed, they can lean on their side and recite the Shema. Even someone who is very sick and has difficulty leaning on their side, should do their best so that they can lean somewhat. Prior to beginning the Shema, one should have the intention that Hashem commanded us, the mitzvah to recite the Shema, and one should concentrate and have tremendous focus on each word of the Shema. When one says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem alakeinu Hashem echad, they should think that Hashem is our God, Hashem is one, and only one, and is unique in heaven and earth. One should be careful when saying echad to slightly extend the chet, the ch, and extend the d, but not too much. Now the chet is the letter chet, is the number eight, demonstrates that Hashem controls the seven firmaments and earth, and the dalid, which is the numerical value of four, Demonstrate that Hashem controls all four directions. One should be cautious not to distort the word echad. Sometimes people, in their intention to pronounce it properly, say the wrong word. They'll say echad, or they'll say echad. Be careful to just say echad. The six words of Shema should be recited loudly to arouse one's concentration. Number 13, one should cover their eyes with their right hand while reciting the six words of the Shema. One should pause between echad and saying the following verse of Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto Le'olam Va'ed. And before Vahafta, one should also pause. And between each of the following portions of the Shema, one should take a pause between the paragraphs. One should have proper focus and intention with each word recited in the Shema. Upon reciting the paragraph of Vayomer, one should have intention to fulfill the mitzvah of remembering our exodus from Egypt. It is proper to have tremendous, accurate pronunciation for each word and to read from a siddur inside a sitter. The ears should hear what the mouth recites. Additionally, one should be careful not to combine words that begin with the letter that's the same as the last letter of the previous word. So if you look in the Shema, you'll have, for example, the word Bechol Levavcha. It ends, Bechol ends with the letter Lamed, and the next word levavcha begins with the letter Lamed. So you can if you're not careful, say, and we only have one lamid. The halacha says you should finish the first word, and then begin the next one, and not attach them, not stitch them together. Additionally, the letter ayin from nishba should be emphasized clearly with an ayin because nishba has two meanings, depending if it's with a hay or with an ayin. An ayin has a special pronunciation with the back of the throat. The letter zayin from Tizkuru and uzchartem, which is in the last part of the Shema, should be emphasized clearly as well. While reciting Shema, one shouldn't be busy with anything else, not even motioning with the eyes or lips, nor with finger motions, unless it is for a mitzvah, and only during the second paragraph of Shema. During the first paragraph of Shema, nothing else exists except for our declaration of our mission statement, our connection between us and the Almighty. During the blessing prior to the Shema, when one reaches the words, and God should bring us from all four corners of the earth to our land, at that point, the fourth tzitzis should be gathered in the left hand together and placed between the pinky and the ring finger, and held opposite the heart. Upon reaching the paragraph of Vayomer, the tzitzis should be joined with the right hand as well, and kissed each time the word tzitzis is said, and when the words uri'isimoso, which is that we shall see the tzitzis, when, they, when those two words are said, they should touch the tzitzis to the eyes, Look at them, and kiss them. The tzitzis should be released from the hands in the paragraph following Vayomer, when the words Vnechmadim la'ad are recited. When the tzitzis are kissed and released from the hands, at the final words of the Shema, of Hashem Elokechem M's, there should be there should not be a break between the last two words the Chazid should be careful to only repeat the final three words of Hashem Elokechem Emet, not Ani Hashem Elokechem Emet, which is I am Hashem, your God, the true God. Shouldn't add the Ani. The congregation should focus when the Chazan repeats these three words, which bring the tally of words in the entire Shema to 248 words, which parallel the 248 limbs of the human body. So what's if someone is not in synagogue and they're praying alone at home and they're reciting the Shema? It's only going to be 245 words. So therefore the halacha says, the one who is davening alone should say the three words of El Melech Ne'eman, which is the three words prior to the Shema, so that now they have the 248 words Of the Shema. If someone had to stop in the middle of the Shema for an important emergency, upon returning, they must begin Shema again from the beginning. One who already recited the Shema, and upon entering the synagogue, realized that the congregation is now reading the Shema together, he should read the Shema, the entire Shema, with them again, so it shouldn't look like he is refusing to accept the yoke of Hashem upon himself with the congregation. And number 29, The general principle is if the congregation is reciting the Shema, then the person who is at a point where he can recite the Shema should recite it with them. A person should always be cautious not to separate themselves from the congregation. So if you have the congregation is standing, you should stand. If the congregation is sitting, you should sit. Just cover your eyes. There's some people who do it like this. And they do like that. As long as your eyes are covered, that's the idea is that you use your right hand to cover specifically your right hand, which is the side of mercy. And the idea our sages tell us is that we have two sets of eyes. We have physical eyes, but we also have spiritual eyes. And what blocks us from being able to see God in this world clearly? What blocks us is our physical eyes. So when we're making this declaration of the Shema, what we're trying to do is close our physical eyes so that we don't have those distractions. And now we allow our spiritual eyes to connect us and elevate us so that we can see Hashem more clearly in our lives. So Hashem should bless us all. We should merit to fulfill this blessing, this this prayer, this declaration every day properly with kavana, with intention, with focus, and feel that closeness with the Almighty. Have a terrific day. No, it's a lot of review. It's a lot of review. Um, But the the idea here is that also, we should hopefully gain an appreciation that it's not just random things. There's so much depth to Judaism. There's no religion on planet Earth that even scrapes the surface of the depth that we have in Judaism. Have a magnificent day, everybody.